Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. We're headed to France on this latest edition of the People and Places Extra Podcast. I'm Ken Watlington. All right, we're not really going to France, but we are going to a French bakery. It's my latest stop on People and Places on WNCT 9 in your side, and it's Cafe Madeleine in the heart of downtown Farmville in Pitt County. Yes, Farmville is historically an old tobacco town, and there's a bit of a rejuvenation going on downtown, and Cafe Madeleine is part of it, a tiny French bakery, something you wouldn't think you'd see in rural North Carolina, but it's really making a huge impact, and it's bringing in people from all across eastern North Carolina and sometimes as far away as Raleigh and even Charlotte. I had a chance to visit Cafe Madeline to take a closer look at what they do day in and day out, and I caught up with the owner, Colleen Starling, who has quite the background growing up in Kansas to now owning and running a French bakery in Farmville, North Carolina. Take me back to the beginning when you had this love for, for cooking and baking and creating. That does go to the beginning. Um, some of my best memories are uh, going to my grandma's house and uh, watching my mom and all her sisters throw on an apron and grandma and everybody would cook and all the aromas would be in the air and the table was being set and everybody was cooperating and being nice to each other and it was so pleasant and we are Volga German so a lot of ethnic foods were to be had and it was just the best kind of celebration of family and food and fun and that's where my interest in the effect of a meal together a communal meal the effect of a communal meal has on people. And I realized early on it was not just calories in, it wasn't just about the food. It was about togetherness. It was about uh, reconnecting. And that I loved. And then I got really hooked on the cooking itself. You hear the saying, you know, food's not just nourishment for your body, it can also be nourishment for the soul. And and that's what you're aiming to do, is to bring people together, have a community feel, and yes, enjoy some good food. Absolutely, um, especially uh, since COVID. Well, before COVID, I had little cards printed for our tables, because we're a small place, and they said, you can sit with me. So that people in Farmville would sit together and talk to each other. And I thought that would be a really good thing because we were getting new people moving in. Then COVID happened and all the distancing was kind of depressing, changed a lot of things in the way we live and the way we relate. But I'm seeing people come back now that things, they're immunized and boosted. They're coming back and they're talking together. And I actually have couples that met at wine tastings here at Cafe Madeline who've become very good friends. Now they come to Sunday brunch together and that's a success for me. I also love that um, things like this program, People in Places, Our State Magazine, NC Weekend, have brought people to Cafe Madeline from other parts of the state so they can see what a gem we have in Farmville, a gem of Eastern North Carolina and they can see our other businesses and all the improvements the town has made. That's part of my mission. 
I want to take you back to that about being in Farmville here in Pitt County because this place has a feel of something you'd walk into on the Upper West Side in Manhattan or a big cool. city feel or cool. Were, did you have any trepidation about offering something specific like this, kind of in a in a hometown country place that's known for barbecue? Well, yes, I was confident in my baking, but I was not confident in that it would appeal to the local people. I get a lot of people from Raleigh and Charlotte and all kinds of other places, other states, from Paris, from France, uh, Scandinavia, and they're used to my more European style of cakes and bakery items. But uh, what I did in order to prepare for that, I did some farmers markets and some small local catering. Uh, donated baked goods to fundraisers and auctions and things and the uh, first responders dinner and all that. I wanted to see the response to my food and it did take a little while for people to uh, put my food in their mouth. They were they were not used to something that looked like that. What was that? What's in it? I've never had that before. But gradually we gained a following and now I can't make enough butter croissants. It was a sleeper at first. Once you know about it, you can't stop. That's right. When did you open here? July of 2019. Okay. So, doing the math, that's... Almost three years. Nine months before the pandemic. Yes. Yes, who knew? But you made it through. Yes, we did. Um, we had our scary moments. For a while, the fact that people did take out um, and came and parked outside and, and carried out items, that boosted our revenues because people were bored. They weren't getting out enough. So they loved coming here just for a minute to pick up food, something they didn't make for themselves at home. Uh, but there were some hard times. And uh, I think all of us have reached out to our business mentors um, and organizations like uh, SBTDC at ECU. Um, in fact, I just reached out to ECU Hospitality Management and Entrepreneurship School to get an intern for the summer because I thought that would be a good education for the intern because we're changing the profile of our business a little bit. And it would be good for me because I'd have a, a person who couldn't leave because they had to graduate. <laughs> That's right. You talked a little bit about your upbringing. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Hayes, Kansas, Ellis County, Kansas, which is uh, west central Kansas where the deer and the antelope play and the skies are not cloudy all day. And there are buffalo. And uh, it's very flat, a little bit of rolling hills here and there. And the winters are cold and gray, and the summers are hot and windy. And there are tornadoes. But uh, it was a very close-knit community. Uh, a lot of uh, Volga German settlers. Um, and it's got a little university, Fort Hayes, Kansas State University. And uh, it's a pretty little town. Um, I haven't been back for a few years, uh, not since my father passed, because I have a bakery now but a lot of my family is still there. How would you compare, you say it's a small town, the land's flat, 
Sounds a lot like Farmville. Less trees. <laughs> but um, sometimes when the wind is blowing, and I live out in the country in the farm fields, and sometimes if I would close my eyes, I would feel like I was back there. Because it, it's, the wind feels like you're out at sea, there and here. You know, and we're on the same long, lat, lat, longitude, I guess it is. We're on the same. So we ha both have a temperate climate, and uh, it's a lot of farming, wheat and cattle and oil, and uh, grew up in a, a pretty traditional family, uh, went to the Catholic church in school until high school, and everybody kept Pretty, a pretty good uh, leash on me to make sure I behaved. <laughs> so how do you get from a small town in Kansas to a small town in eastern North Carolina? Well, uh, it was a, a journey of a lifetime. My first husband and I were from the same community. And after we got married and had our first child, um, he decided to change his career from business to becoming a chiropractor. And so we ended up in Iowa. And then after that, we just kept moving further and further east and uh, ended up uh, in Wallace. <laughs> in Dublin County? Yes. Wow. My husband bought a chiropractic practice there. And my children started doing uh, theater, uh, TV, and movies. And Down in Wilmington? Yes. Okay. So we moved to Wilmington because we were going back and forth every day. And there wasn't a lot going on in Wallace at the time. I think it's different now. But, um, and then uh, after some years, he and I uh, parted ways and I moved up to Wake County. And uh, I had quite a eclectic resume, but it always ended up that I did some kind of food business in there too. Does your experience in all those different stops along the way influence what you're doing here today? Yes, because uh, I saw different kinds of produce and farming. I did uh, get lucky enough to go on a trip to Europe after high school, and that's where that started. I got interested in what the farmers were growing because in Europe everybody ate a lot of fresh food. And where I was from, it was the age of the can of mushroom soup and the box of rice aroni and the packet of jello and it was supposed to give women industrial food and it was lacking in flavor and lacking in nutrition and not very imaginative and it was supposed to give women uh, uh, a break from the kitchen but it didn't really do that it just dumbed down our nutrition and our cooking skills so also I got to see what different um, ethnic groups in the United States cooked for their families and that was very exciting. So if a brand new customer comes in, what can they expect? What, what's something you would steer them to just to get them started, kind of break the seal? Well, usually when they come in they get a lovely warm welcome from customer service. That's very important. We want to make them feel welcome. And then uh, they usually ask a lot of questions about the food. And we try to find out what their likes and dislikes are and then steer them towards something that will fulfill their appetite. And then we offer them some of our wonderful coffee or a glass of wine, and then it's all good. <laughs> What's your favorite thing 
to to make? What's what's the thing that you're like? This is this is my thing. My very favorite thing to make and to eat is the butter croissant. Uh, when I was younger, uh, a lot of teenage girls get on the scale every morning, and how much they weigh determines how they feel about themselves that day. Well, I have no more vanity left, but my croissants, how they turn out, determine how I feel about my day. Because I want those croissants to be perfect every time, and I've worked a lot of years to perfect them, I hope. And we are starting to sell more and more croissants every day. What response have you gotten from the community about having something so unique in such a, a beautiful location and a great setting and obviously amazing food? It's been amazing. Um, I just did a small catering for the Chamber of Commerce. I do things for the mayor's breakfast. Uh, I, I did something for a Boy Scout honoree, Man of the Year, John Moore, our mayor. That was my first big grazing table for 200 people. That was a, a, little, a little bit uh, overwhelming. It was a nail biter, but it turned out really well. The city, the town uh, businesses and the town leaders are very much on our side. They love to have new businesses in Farmville and something unique and also something to provide amenities for people who are moving here who may have been used to other things where they lived and they want to find them here in Farmville. So hopefully we're a draw there too because a lot of houses are being sold. Yeah. And being built, as I noticed, on the way in, Yes, into. I'm very excited. It's good to have variety. Absolutely. I like diversity in the community. We have people from everywhere, from every state and every country, and uh, they all bring something to Farmville. And then, you know, you have your traditional small t uh, North Carolina town, tobacco town element, which is wonderful. That's the history of Farmville. And you want to honor that and preserve it as well. You still got stuff for them too. I mean, they. Sure, we have brownies and oatmeal cookies and shortbread and. Cinnamon rolls, cinnamon buns. Cinnamon rolls, yes. They get called all kinds of names: cinnabon, <laughs> cinnamon rolls, honey buns. Um, but you know, you do have to do a little bit of that. We don't do cupcakes. I refuse to do cupcakes because I don't like to do cupcakes. I only do what I like. But you do. Um... Macar macarons? We do macarons. They're all sold out right now. I have to make some for tomorrow morning for an order. They're hard to keep in stock. Um, but those are very popular. And a lot of my uh, customers are trying to make them at home because they feel challenged. So that's kind of cool. They're not easy to make, right? They're horrible. <laughs> if it's a little bit too humid, they won't work. You know, and you do all this work and you don't know if they're going to be okay until you pull them out of the oven. And sometimes you get your heart broken, but you just keep trying because the, they're so delicious. It's the beauty of the, the chase to, to perfect it. Yes, it is. And um, baking is a science and an art. You have to understand the science, but then there's that indefinable something that a person brings to their baking that is the artistic part. And I think most professional bakers are terrible perfectionists. So perfectionism is doomed to failure, so you're just going to keep trying and trying until you get something perfect. But there's, you never learn everything, there's so much.
we were talking before we started recording. You said that you got here two in the morning, had a cup of coffee, and haven't really had much to do since then. Uh, you know, much to drink or, or eat. Is, is that a typical day? Do you typically get here around two? I always get here at two o'clock. So take me through the kind of a, a, a typical day. Okay, get up at one o'clock in the morning, make sure my uh, cats and I, my dog are not in a panic that mommy's leaving, give them a little treat and uh, get here about two, fire up the coffee maker with some dark roast Lenoka, uh, Paris Nights, um, and then fill the sinks and go over my prep list for the day, do my mise en place for my first item and keep going. And usually I don't get home till about seven at night. Now when you get here too, are you here alone or is there some people that join you along the way or I'm do alone. they come later? I'm alone. Wow. And I try to listen to podcasts to, casts to educate myself a little bit every day, but I also like to listen to music while I'm working. I love chamber music. Um, and so it's a meditative time and a very focused time, and the rest of the world just kind of melts away. Well, we hope you'll listen to this podcast one of these mornings coming up soon. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. <laughs> What would you want to say to someone who's listening, who's watching, that's never been here, to, to entice them to come on down and, and give you a try? I would say we have a lovely ambiance. We have a wide variety of choices. We serve a fabulous lunch, and we bake all the breads for our lunch. We have the best coffee on earth, bar none. It's Lenoka coffee, and it's from right here in Farmville. Matt Wright is our local coffee roaster. He's amazing. He's a true artisanal coffee expert. And our barista, Sky, can create you any coffee drink you desire. Uh, we have a beautiful selection of wine, both domestic and European, Argentinian, uh, some from uh, Yugoslavia, what well, used to be Yugoslavia, Bosnian and Croatian. We have a Greek wine. We have pretty much a United Nations of wine. Um, emphasis on the French. And I think you could find anything you want here plus a warm and friendly welcome. And we, we make a lot of friends with our customers. So if your first time won't be your last time. This has been the steepest learning curve of my life besides being a mother. This is a very steep learning curve. And uh, it's scary and it's fun. And there's elation and there's crying and there's planning and there's sleepless nights. And uh, you, you, a business, a food business, everybody who's in the food business knows you miss things with your family and your friends. But hopefully I'll get to the point where either I can just run the business and have people in here working who are excellent, uh, or I'll pass it on to another person who has a passion that I have for excellent baking. That's what I hope. Um, just be prepared to work harder than you've ever worked in your life if you do this. It's not easy. If it was easy, there'd be a bakery on every corner. <laughs> and I think there should be a bakery in every town. And so I'm glad to see some bakeries in the little towns around here, little and big. And uh, I'd like to see more people go into the field and so we can raise the level of culinary employables in eastern North Carolina.
It's all about diversity. Absolutely. We have future plans. That's what I wanted to ask. You know, what does the future hold? Expansion well, or we built this beautiful coffee bar because we felt a piece was missing, and it was uh, espresso drinks. So. This is something, uh, I think we're the only espresso machine in Farmville, I'm not positive. There might be one at the pizza place, but uh, this is the only one I really truly know about. And uh, we put it, it's a big investment, but we feel that Farmville deserves a fantastic cup of coffee. And the next plan we have is to and we're going back and forth with this a little bit because things it's hard to get things done right now after covid um, we're going to put an arched opening in the wall between this space and the building next door which we also own we're using it for storage right now but we want to have a bigger dining room and i'm looking for an antique wine bar michael cable over at woodside is looking for an antique bar for me and I think there will be wine tastings every Saturday at 3 o'clock. <laughs> you got the vision. Yes, I do. I want us to be busy all the time. I want us to see more chairs and tables out on the sidewalk. Yeah. And my thanks to Colleen Starling for letting me come out and learn more about Cafe Madeline. I really enjoyed the croissants, by the way. It's one of her favorite things, as you heard her say, and it's definitely now one of my favorites. Got the croissant with the chicken salad. Oh my goodness, that is a good lunch. So if you're ever in the area around Farmville, stop by, say hello to Colleen, and try out all the great goods there at Cafe Madeline. To watch the video portion of this People in Places segment, go to WNCT.com, click on the On Your Side tab. There you'll find the People in Places page where you can watch the feature on Cafe Madeline and all the previous People in Places I've done over the last five years. Thank you so much for joining me on this latest edition of the People in Places Extra podcast. I'm Ken Watlington. Oh, oh, oh.